We believe in Carolina basketball. Uh, Chapel Thrill takes care of business tonight. I'm Grant Bunn, former D1 point guard, uh, diehard Carolina Tar Heel fan. Got my my co-host, my brother, Mr. Zach Talitsky, all-around great guy, diehard Tar Heel fan, UNC alum. Uh, I, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel tonight. I was looking forward to, to today's recap show because this is where I rely on you. My fandom overtakes my rational hey look it's ACC it's a road game it's our first true road game in the ACC we gotta win go home feeling good I, I don't feel great about what I just watched how you feeling I feel very good about it I'm surprised to hear you say that actually um nice you know I think we 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 talked about this uh on the last show but you knew we knew we were going to get a physical game it was going to be ugly um, tough place to play. You know, they're very good at sort of mucking it up. Um, and so I didn't really expect us to look pretty. Um, and there's been a lot of years where we would lose a game like this. Um, and the fact that we, uh, we sort of went in there and did the things that we talked about, you know, getting loose balls, we actually out rebounded them by 10, you know, they're mm -hmm. plus 9.2 going into the season on rebounds. That's been one of our weaknesses this year. Turn that stat around. You know, I think we did the little things and the hustle things to win a tough game on the road in the ACC. So, yeah, I mean, you got to win those types of games if you're going to be ACC regular regular season champs. It's not always going to be pretty, and, and I think we did it. Yeah, I guess, you know, for me, I'm watching the game, and I get greedy. I admittedly, I get greedy because they shot the ball horribly yeah. at home. And yeah. you don't necessarily see that. I mean, their shooter was, I'm pulling it up right now, he's 2 of 11 from 3, and he has given us fits in the past. And every time, you know, we felt or I felt like the momentum was there, the crowd was about to really get behind them, they would miss like three or four in a row. I mean, we didn't score for like six and a half minutes to start the game. So there was just like some alarming, weird things. Now, the flip side of that coin, just like you said, and we still found a way to win. You know, that's at the end of the day, we still found a way to win. It is the ACC. It is a road game. Uh, and it's a team that's beat us, what, five out of the last six times and swept us last year. So, yeah, it feels good to win. I just I was looking forward to coming on here and getting your your positive outlook because I wanted to roll them, especially like the Jason Capel stuff, which that's, you know, that's storyline for another time. But, um, yeah, I was hoping for like a smackdown. And I just continue. My love affair with R.J. Davis continues to grow every game. Yeah, I don't think there was a smackdown that could have happened to that game. Again, they're you know, going into it 0-2 in the ACC for them. You know they're hungry. They're going to mm -hmm. fight and claw for everything. Crowd's going to be into it. Um, mm -hmm. They are a very good defensive team. I didn't realize how long they were on the inside, too, you know, with those yeah. two twins and, and – um, yeah. Federico, I think his name is. I mean, they, they, you know, they got good rim protection. Um, you know, they're they're I think a pretty solid team. You know, like we we said last week. You know, from a metrics perspective, I think they're the fourth best team in the ACC. So going in and get getting an eight an ACC road win there, given that situation, uh, I'll take it. But but yeah, you yeah. know, you I was going to ask you, you know, what do you That's make of them shooting five <laughs> five of 29 from three? Is that lucky or good defense or somewhere in between? Uh, it's definitely somewhere in between, but I got to believe it's, uh, it is very lucky. If you go back and watch it, and this is like metrics and stats, they do tell you a lot, but they don't tell you everything. There were several tip outs, great looks that they just missed. Like yeah. 
And those those add up. I mean, there was at least six or seven that they missed all seven of them. You know, there was one possession where the shooter got two in a row from the same spot and didn't have to move his feet. You know, you know the, the old cliche, you miss one, someone tips it back to you, oh, two for a dollar, and he missed both of them. So, you know, I think it was, I think we got very lucky. I think we got very fortunate. We did make some errors. Fouling three-point shooters is, you know, maybe I'm showing my age here, but like it just gets more and more annoying the more we do it. We have one every game. Like, I'm like, what are we doing? Do not foul a three-point shooter. Um, we did that again, and then, yeah, I, 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 it's a win. It's a win. I got to be more optimistic. Uh, I'm, I'm being a terrible fan right now. I'm being greedy. I love the guys. I, I love our team. Withers, talk me off the ledge with Withers, too. I, I, I took some notes. I came prepared for today's show, so I'm going to put you on the hot seat because I, I wasn't love. I didn't enjoy the game tonight. I don't know why. I didn't like, it was, either. I didn't either. I didn't, I did not enjoy the game tonight. Some of it was the officiating. You know, I'm not a Valentine. It, Teddy Valentine, I'm not a fan of. Uh, he did several of my games when I was in college. It was always an issue. He's always, you know, it's got to be a part of the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, it felt like it was a mix of touch fouls that shouldn't have been called and then no calls on more significant contact. It just seemed like a weird – weird uh mm-hmm. foul game and then we would go I mean, we go the, the the entire like first part of the half both teams have one foul and then in the next yeah. two minutes you look up and both teams have seven fouls and they just all of a sudden mm-hmm. like are blowing everything it's just a weird game from that perspective i mean yeah we can talk about their shooting but you know we started the game 0 for 10 didn't score in the first six minutes and 20 seconds of a game and yeah. You know, we had other stretches where I think we went five or six minutes without scoring, and then still yeah, there was won. multiple, multiple stretches, yeah. and then won a road game in the ACC, seventy to fifty-seven. And so this is a game. If you, like you said, if you pay too much attention to the statistics, it's going to make your head hurt. It's just a weird yeah. statistical game, um, which is why I sort of go back to the open of: Did we do the things that we could control? You know, yeah, like, so I wrote down some keys to the game. You know, one was, are we going to be tough? Are we going to out-rebound them? Are we going to get loose balls? Like, check. Mm-hmm. You know, Blake Henson comes in at 19.5 points per game, third in the mm-hmm. ACC, making uh, over 40-something percent of his threes, right. 11 exactly. more than RJ on the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and again, like, he missed some shots, but I think we also played good defense on him. And so, mm-hmm. you know, those things sort of compound. So, like, check there. You know, Pitt plus 9.2 in rebounds per game. We out-rebound them by 10. Check there. You know, and so the things that – and, you know, you talk about the coaching staff and getting the team ready to play. The things that you sort of look at that, you know, you preview and say, if we do these things, we should win the game. Right. You know, Hubert and, St- and the staff are able to get the team to focus on and, and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that to me as a fan is very encouraging. Yeah, I loved it. I, I I talk about it all the time. We don't need to beat a dead horse, but uh, Hubert using the timeout, drawing up a double pin down for RJ. Whether he makes it or misses it, the fact that we ran a set to get him a look, uh, I was I was loving. And again, he hit some shots tonight. Like he didn't set the world on fire with scoring, like we've seen him do before. I think he scored when he needed to score, and they were all in the first half. They were all very very timely. But man, he hit some shots that I just man. It's like. 
I, I wish we ran a set to get him a look every play. And if he just doesn't like it, then we move on to the second option. That's how much I trust the ball when it goes in the shot attempt column for RJ Davis. I mean, fadeaway threes, step back, step overs, you know, little floaters, everything. Just the, the kid is unbelievable and becomes more and more one of my favorite players ever with every game I watch him play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's an unbelievable year he's having. It's so much fun to watch. Um, yeah. Now say it, say it every game. Veteran leadership. You know that's what yeah. you need from your point guard. He's showing it every game. Um, him and him and PJ Hall obviously at the top of the list for ACC Player of the Year, which kind of leads into uh, the Clemson game and that coming up. We take care of business on the road. Amazing. I don't think there was anything. Wasn't too many revelations that came out of that outside of cool. We got a road win under our belt, and there the kids like Elliot Cadeau and some of the other guys got some road minutes. And now it's not; it won't be so alarming. I mean, I, I think it was something since like 1956 that we've gone this long to play a true ACC road game in the month of January, being our first one. So we got that out of the way. You know, now now we can now we can get after it, headed down to Clemson, which is going to be tough. Can we talk about your your man Seth Trimble for a second? Yeah, come on, please. So, I mean, Cadeau, right? Cadeau, by the way, he he's starting to show a trend of getting in foul trouble. So, something yeah, to don't watch like for. Yeah, um, like but you know, Trimble was huge, right, in the first huge. half, and um, the fact that he came in, we didn't miss a beat. You know, as soon as Cadeau picked up that second foul. Yeah, I made a note. Okay, what's going to happen over the next five minutes? Trimble comes in, um, and you know he hits that that three with the shot clock running down right after the lob dunk. Yeah, and then he makes two free throws. And I thought that so, was JP Tokato for a minute. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and he's just becoming very reliable. I mean, he's stacking good game on good game, and I guess we're at a point in the season where this is what we should expect from him, but. Man, he was he was huge. I mean, in the first half in particular, really kept us in a, in the game during that stretch. Um, so just loving Seth Trimble's minutes right now. Also, and I get into this debate and conversation. I was definitely not the best defender in the world, but I definitely tried my hardest when I played college basketball. Seth Trimble makes us so much better on the defensive end. I mean, I know that a lot of that doesn't show up in the stack column. Like you're not going to see. Uh, he beat a guy to the paint. There's no paint touch because he cuts him off. You know what I mean? That's ne- No one's ever going to see it. No one's ever going to talk about that. Like, oh, my gosh, the guy tried to drive middle, and he cut him off every time. Well, if you're listening to this by any chance or anyone sees this in college basketball or basketball, pick up basketball anywhere, anytime you get a paint touch, the defense, like an accordion, contracts, doesn't contract. You know, it, it, it just – it's very challenging when the ball touches the paint and then goes out that everybody on the team recovers in the right way. So paint touches, uh, you know, Jay had talked about it at Duke. Jay Williams is a friend of ours and uh, was a very good college basketball player, obviously. And I guess at Duke, they they would try to get multiple paint touches on every offensive possession. And it's literally just to make the defense make mistakes. The longer you can make a, a defense have to guard something, the more liable they are to make mistakes. Seth Trimble very rarely gets beat off the bounce and his man gets into the paint. And we just become a better defensive team when he's in the, when he's in the ball game. So, you know, apologies for for overlooking that. I'm glad you brought it up. He was he was massive for us and he's 1000% not the offensive liability at times that he was last season. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the threes, I feel like, are a bonus with him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that that with the shot clock running down, that was a huge bonus yeah. uh, at a big point in the game. But, you know, his confidence, I think, getting into the lane and finishing, you know, and, and mm-hmm. certainly his ability to, to drive and finish on the break is huge. If he mm-hmm. keeps putting up double digits on offense um, like he's been doing the last few games, I mean, that, that certainly takes us to another level. Um, Harrison Ingram, by the way, had a strange game. Man, right? he had I mean, a tough game. He had 15 rebounds. Unbelievable. Also, yeah. you know, obviously started the game 0 for 9. You know, there was there was a few shots that we need to go down, but he hit some big ones. Uh yeah. but again, he's a perfect example of the only the only aspect of the game that I'm watching because I'm only a fan now that I don't feel like a fan is I didn't care he was 0 for 9. Most almost all of those shots were good looks, and he was playing defense and rebounding. So I was like, I'm I'm okay with it. Hey, just keep I'm, shooting. We'll take I it. Feel- I feel the same way. It's one of my favorite things about the sport of basketball is there's so many different ways to contribute to winning. And I feel like he contributed and, you know, his shots were good shots. I mean, you take those yep. all day long and, you know, I think they're going to mm-hmm. fall most nights. But the fact that, you know, it's easy, I think, when you're not shooting well to hang your head or let that affect your energy. I, I don't feel like that affected yep. his defense at all and clearly didn't affect his effort on the board. So I feel like uh, shout out to him, you know, despite the tough shooting night for that type of effort. Yeah. And the only other thing, just to put a bow on this thing, congratulations to the heels. Uh, it's always nice to lay your head down on the pillow after a road win or a, a win for anything for that matter. But it's starting, I'm really starting to concern. I know you think it's going to regress to me, but now I'm starting to doubt it more and more. Carmack Ryan over two from three again, you know, under he's back under 30% from the three point line. We're already into January. Like we can't go down to Clemson and survive an 0 for six or a one for six three point shooting from a fifth year senior that's 26 years old. I, I just I, I love I love him as a player. We just need him to shoot and be more consistent with some of these shots that he's getting. And I guess you know it's not a large sample size. It's only two shots. You know you never know what goes into that. Maybe just slipped off his finger or something. But you know, when we get down to the dog days and NCAA tournament, you just need more consistency, and it just doesn't seem to be very reliable from three with him right now. It's like feast or famine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember his shots tonight. Um, I do remember him making a few mid-range, which is good to see. Um, yeah. You know, he also was going to the offensive boards and had a few um, mm-hmm. big putbacks or offensive rebounds. So, again, I, I the overall game was good. Um 10 and, and seven, right. zero assist. 10, seven, zero assist, three for nine from the field. Oh, for two for yeah. three. Yeah. But like, I believe he got four of those free throws at the end of the game. So that's right. Yeah. As, as somebody who used to make a living at the line as a freshman in college, like, I think I averaged like seven points a game my freshman year. Four or five of those were at the end of the game, like, hey, get Bun in there and make some free throws. You know, it wasn't really – it was very deceiving, and I hate to tell on myself, but that's true. So you take that out of the mix, and he plays 33 minutes and 6.7 boards. You know, it's like just need more from him as a fifth-year senior moving forward. Now, I do love him, and I, I don't think that we are a contender without him. So uh, I'm not hating on him. I'm just selfishly wanting him to give us a little bit more consistency when it comes to getting open looks. And I, I say that all the time, but I think if he shoots it well, we become a top five team in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, that, that hopefully it's coming. I, I believe it's coming. Um, yeah. The, the overall body of work over several years would indicate it's coming. So um, I still feel good about it. 
All right, so we got Clemson coming up. Give me some of your keys to the game, and I got a surprise for you. It's the first surprise here on We Believe in, in Carolina Basketball. Also, you and I need to talk about that title. Are we sticking with it? Do we want to change it to Chapel Thrill? Whatever. Um, but for now, I do have you give me the keys. I'm pulling up a surprise for you and for me and for anybody that happens to watch this or they want to go back and watch it. It's going to be going to be really cool for Saturday's game. Give me the keys to the game, Clemson. Uh, is it too obvious to say the PJ Hall Amanda Baycott matchup? <laughs> no, get us get into it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little worried about Baycott. I, I mean, sometimes I just I thought he would have ate tonight because the, he outweighed everybody on their front line by a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know the history of their matchup, so I, I'd have to go back and look at some some prior years and and see who's gotten the better between those two guys, but, uh, you know, two obviously very experienced big guys who have been, you know, two of the better big men in the ACC for a long time. And so, um, you know, I'd like to think if we just play that neutral and I think, you know, Baycott can, you know, that, that should play in our favor. I feel like from the rest of the team perspective, you know, I, I feel like we should be a plus. And so, um, you know, and then Gerard, you know, Gerard's been huge for them. Obviously, we know him from Syracuse. Um, we can't let him get going. You know, whenever we 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 played him when he was at Syracuse, I always felt like he was a streaky guy. And so, you know, you just you you got to take away, you know, anything easy for him. Because um, once he starts feeling it, man, it seems like he can he can get hot. And so, yeah, uh, you know, th tough those kid. are two. Yeah, tough kid. Those are two obvious ones. Um mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've not watched Clemson this year, so I, I, I don't have a good scout on them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'd like to think we're, we're good enough year, this year that, that in some ways it's more about us. Um, yeah. And so, you know, if we can, we can play with a similar level of defensive intensity as we did tonight, you know, get after the loose, loose balls again, um, you know, rebound with them. And then yeah, Baycott, I think, can can you know play play PJ, you know, neutral to a slight slight plus, then yeah, I like like our chances. Yeah. What what's I think Baycott's gonna get up for this one. Oh yeah, I believe so as well. What, what what's their their ranking, Clemson now? What are they up to? I think they're top ten. Yeah, um, they're, they're up there. Yeah, I, I know they're like right next to us, like in all the Ken Palm stuff. You know, I forget if we're one above them or they're one above right. us, but you know, they're um, sort of at parity with us in the rankings and, and all the statistical measures. So I think, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Vegas does with this one, given they're at home. I'm assuming we're going to be road dogs. I don't know if there's oh, an definitely. early line out on that. Definitely road dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I got a surprise for you. Our very first guest is confirmed. Uh, now, whether it goes down or not, you know, the logistics of getting a guest on. That's still up in the air. I'm still figuring all that out. But Shawan Robinson, I don't know if you remember that name. Shawan Robinson uh, played at Clemson from 2002 to 2006 and was just like the epitome of a consistent two-guard in the ACC. I think uh, his career averages, he averaged 10 points a game for his career. But it was, you know, his last three years, I think he was a starter. It went from like 9, 10 to 12. Uh, really good shooter. I think he had some big games against Carolina. He's going to come on and, and talk about that matchup and, and kind of chop it up with us. 
he is now a very successful high school coach in my hometown and just an all-around good guy. The point guard on his high school team uh, ended up wearing my number and coming in right after me at Appalachian State and just uh, erasing me from all any kind of records I ever held there. <laughs> but I don't hold it against him because I'm still buddies with him and uh, really, really proud of him. But Shawan, just a really good guy, said uh, he'd be down to come on and chop it up with us a little bit, talk about the rivalry, talk about playing Carolina, what it means. You know, I always, I've always, i always been interested, and I had, I had a conversation with a guy that you love, Kihei Clark, uh, in the summer, and he was, you know, very familiar name in college basketball, but definitely in ACC basketball, of what it's like to play against certain teams. And he said, man, I love playing Carolina. Like, you just, no matter where you're from, Carolina, Duke, like these brands that people universally know, you know, everyone's going to be watching. And so I'm interested to see what Shawan says about just – gearing up you, you know you talk about getting everyone's best shot like what his mindset was heading into the carolina game because he had some great games against carolina so i think he had one in the in the acc tournament that like i was so torn i was like yo you gotta chill out man and then i think they beat us because he was just on fire from three so uh really 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 looking forward to that it's gonna be a cool day for us yeah that that uh that seems gonna be crazy in clemson you know i mean basically a top 10 matchup uh, I mean, couldn't deciding the ACC championship. I know getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but you know that's a that's going to be a huge game and a big tiebreaker for one of these two teams. Um, I imagine the the, the environment's going to be nuts. Yeah, I know you don't do this. I've been begging you to do it. Anybody that's watching, please feel free to do this as well. We've started an Instagram account, and today on our Instagram account, uh, you know, you got to bear with us because the person that runs that Instagram account isn't the greatest at social media but today's post one of several let me pull it up right here uh conference champions that were predicted by jeff goodman uh, a basketball insider and another gentleman who will remain nameless because he did not pick carolina <laughs> north carolina and clemson were the two picks uh of these two gentlemen rob dalster was was the guy's name all jokes aside so Jeff Goodman picks Carolina. Rob Doster picks Clemson for the ACC. Uh, so that matchup is on Saturday. I think we learn a lot about the Tar Heels, even more than we've gotten. I didn't learn a lot tonight. I know you feel like you did. Uh, I'm selfish. I think even if we don't win, I want to make sure that we get into Clemson, we play well, we compete, and uh, we, we we take a step forward. You don't always have to win to get better, but I would I would love to, to – you know, hit the trifecta, go down there, play well, get better, and win. Long as as long as we get better and we compete, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, and and look, I think um, I think you can learn a lot from yourself winning ugly games, and so uh, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, and in some ways, I'd almost have rather beat them at their game, which is which is an ugly game. I don't mean that in a in a no, negative yeah. way Buck, against Pitt. I have a lot of respect for how they play. But yeah, yeah. But that, that sort of tough, hard-nosed style, like being able to go in on the road, win basically playing their style, their tempo, their type of game. You know, in some ways that, that encourages me more than if we just gone in and shot lights out and it had been pretty and clean. Um, I mean, great if we could have imposed have our that. style on them, but but I would have uh, loved that. Tough to do. <laughs> that's, yeah. where, that's where you and I part ways. I'd have gone out here and be like, yeah, I probably would have had a beer had that happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I'm going to try to catch the end of this uh, Syracuse and Duke game. 
one of our good friends. I mention it all the time, and hopefully I'm going to get him to come on for the Carolina Duke uh, week because that's such a special week in college basketball. Jay Williams, I think he's in Durham calling the game. So I've got it paused. I'm going to go listen to him. Uh, big shout-out to Mr. Jay Williams. We love him, and hopefully he'll be a guest on here. But give me your prediction for the game. I'm going to put you on the hot seat because I want to revisit it, and I'm going to write it down. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Uh, I like how we're playing. I think we're going to go in and win. Uh, Let's you know. go. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I don't even need the score. If, you, if you're going to give me the W, I'm taking it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go with the W. I, I, I don't know the score. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're, we're both going W then. Uh, but spoiler alert, I don't think I'll ever going to be like, yeah, I think we're going to lose this game. I just I don't want to live that way. <laughs> All right. We'll see you All soon, right. brother. Go Heels. Go Heels. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.